if you're going to take risk, you got to be okay with what a lot of people would consider as a failure and realize that not every risk will bring back the same returns. I think there's a lot you can take from that to not just help yourself, but help clients who work with you. Do you think there's more to it than that, that your experience with flips helps with other clients that you work with? Well, welcome to the Cashflow Bros podcast. My name's Todd. I'm Rob. I'm Jordan. Man, we're getting good at that. It feels good, actually. It's flowing now. <laughs> it's like boom, boom, boom. Um, so we had a really good feedback about some of our deal breakdowns, um, you know, and so we're going to keep on keep on going with it. Yeah. And this episode, I was like, I'm going to put myself in the ring for probably one of my, <laughs> not my greatest deals, but sometimes the hard ones are the ones you learn the most from. So yeah. I'll give a synopsis and then we'll go from there. Or I, like that, I like that sports analogy, the ring. It's like you're that in the boxing good. He did it. He did it. More, he did this it. one was more like an octagon. You were in like yes. full fight. MMA fight. <laughs> I was getting beat up left and right. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll kind of give a brief overview, and then we can dive into maybe some of the numbers. But um, basically had, a, had an opportunity to purchase a property in East Lake, which is a great area. It has um, done very well. I think it will continue to do well. It's, it's it's slowed down a little bit because of I think current market, mm-hmm. but in general it's it's seen a lot of renovation, a lot of price increases. So the margins where you can buy the property to compare to where you sell it when you fix it up are pretty pretty extreme, and so flipping has become very popular. So I never flipped in the area, but had seen some other people have some success or apparent success, shall mm-hmm. I say. <laughs> And uh, so I was like, I had an opportunity to purchase a property for a below market, even what I think it would have been wholesaled for from a client. They it was previously a rental, and what I liked about it was it was on a on a flat lot, fl- a pretty flat street actually, mm-hmm. just and had sidewalks. So not every property in East Lake has sidewalks, but there mm-hmm. are a lot of them that are like really straight, really gridded out and they have sidewalks and it's just like, it's prime for that like, uh, renovated Mm. old neighborhood feel and it's Mm. starting to happen. Yeah. And I hope it does. I hope it continues. Yeah. Yeah. I think it will. And like I said, I think it's happening in the areas like that, that are more, a little more desirable versus maybe, you know, there's pockets that don't have any sidewalks and it's still looking pretty rough. And those may never, you know, they, I think the other areas will have to go first and be fully renovated first. Yeah. So all that to say, bought it for you guys are going to be like, holy <laughs> cow, how did he barely make money when he bought it? But I bought it for $20,000, which is really cheap uh, yeah. last time I checked. Oh, yeah. But um, we looked at the property with my GC, felt good about it. Um, and through the course of the story, and we can dive into it, um, there was a few missed marks on what the renovation budget, we had a, about an $80,000 renovation budget. Long story short. So total price that you thought you were going to be into it for 100000 Yeah, 100000 And I projected ARV. At the time, you know, we were still had great rates and all mm-hmm. these kind of things. At the time, I was projecting probably ARV in the 165 to 180 range. Mm-hmm. So a little bit, you know. And then long story short, um, 
just had had issues with keeping crews on site. Mm-hmm. Um, the scope of work, you know, dramatically increased, and we had major subfloor issues. It had to put end up putting, I think, close to eight pylon supports. Holy moly! I didn't know it was that much. Yeah, it was it was significant. Plus, we redid a lot of the um, subfloor and the you know joists underneath as well. And all so, of that was after. You had your budget for eighty thousand, and then you found out Correct. we've got to do all this wow. other stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I think we landed on. Um, I'd have to look back to get a hard number, but I think total renovation all in ended up being about one ten, mm-hmm. and that's like renovation costs. That's not um, holding costs mm-hmm. and all that. The kicker was that, unfortunately, because of trying to keep crews and people not doing what they said they were going to do and just that area. I mean, I had two water heaters stolen out of that. Brand new water heaters stolen. I didn't know that either. (laughs) That's terrible. (laughs) I was just writing checks for water heaters. Someone's got some new new water heaters, just the sequence of events. Um, And all that to say is, so we ended up being you know, into it for about, yeah, 110. Um, and I, and the GC too, that I worked with, he, he actually listens to the podcast. So shout out to Jesse. We worked through it. It was, it was definitely challenging. We still have a great relationship. Um, but you know, there was a given pool and I think we both learned a lot through the business side of things. Oh yeah. And, um, I, you know, he, he didn't make a lot of money on it and I pretty much, you know, uh, almost broke even on the, on the deal at the end too, because the holding costs, I mean, we were, we were there for, uh, just under a year, which is just, it's, it's, yeah, it was, it was definitely a frustrating project that just kept on trying to push. So anyway, that's kind of the overview. It was so after the second hot water heater was stolen. (laughs) Were you thinking like? What were you thinking? Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> like you know what? I think you're not getting you hot a, water in this house. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. Were you like, we'll do it after, uh, after inspection? Yeah. Or like you know, right before inspection, we'll pop a hot water heater in there. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because I really pitched this as a high end flip. So I, I even purchased like the full on, um, like suite of appliances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of properties when they get flipped they don't even provide the fridge like yeah i kind of didn't know that and i kind of was still learning mm-hmm. so i bought a really nice fridge there was also like black friday sales so it was like all these combos i was like i love a good deal oh, so I'm just too, like, Bye. oh those appliances get on black fridays you're talking like 50 percent off yeah almost oh, yeah. on like the packages oh yeah yeah my fridge works currently and i still wanted to buy one for myself yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's funny um but anyway, all that to say, so so I had all this purchased, and we're still in mid-reno, and then I delayed the delivery because we're still, and then the hot water heater got stolen. I'm like, this is this is rough, you know? Yeah. And ultimately, like, I had this, all these appliances already purchased. I couldn't return them. Yeah. And so I just, I was, like, worried, you know? I had probably $6,000 oh, yeah. of appliances sitting in that house for while it was, while it was being shown, but oh, yeah. we were good once it was all set up. So mentally, like, how did you, yeah, like, th- was, was I, your I, wife, like, you know, what did she say about having hot water heater stolen? Do you tell her? Um, hopefully you didn't. Yeah, tell her. I told her, <laughs> oh. I told her, uh, she didn't love it, but oh, I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of Amy's reaction. 
she I think she was concerned, but she wasn't ever concerned for my safety. She just in general realized like we just need to get out of this property. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And maybe it's, that's a good like it just added to the saga. Yeah. Yeah. Like mentally though, how'd you get through that for that long? I, I can't imagine I'm so maybe mentally not tough that like halfway through I'd have been like, you know what, I think we're selling this as is. Who said I got through it? <laughs> oh, that's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. No, man, I mean I don't know. So there's a book I read a while ago um, that talks about basically there's opportunity in the struggle. And I think it's always helped me when stuff goes wrong to really try to flip it on, you know, flip the story and say, what am I learning? What's the lesson? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you'd like a lesson to be learned with less money attached to it and all those things. But sometimes that's what makes the lesson stick. Well, stuff goes wrong. Stuff goes wrong. Yeah. And I think if I, I wouldn't swear off flipping in Eastlake, but I would do it very different. You've kind of made me swear off flipping in Eastlake. <laughs> I've, I've had like two properties that look great since me from over there, and I was yeah. like, I like, but Todd. I don't know, but Todd. And now I know he's had water heater, heater stolen. Yeah, so yeah. like, I will say, I have never heard of this happening in any other city, or you know, I've never heard of this happening in a flip or a property before. But I had a listing. It wasn't my flip. It was a client's flip in Eastlake where someone broke in in the middle of the night and stole the granite. Whoa. Multiple pieces of full granite stolen off of the countertops. That's like Ocean's Eleven stuff right there. Yeah. I mean, but those are like custom cut for the area. Like, what are you going to do with that? Make smaller pieces? I have no idea. That's why, like, it doesn't really make sense, and I've never heard of it happening anywhere else, but... I'm honestly impressed. They stole the granite. Just getting it out the door. I'm sure it was just level one granite, too. I'm sure it wasn't even like the fancy stuff. Yeah. Wow. It must have really needed that granite. (laughs) This will just fit perfectly in my house. Well, like the water heater (laughs) you can put anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, the water heater makes sense. The granite makes sense, but the granite just... Where are you going to... Is there a black market for granite? It's not that expensive on the regular market. Especially because you have to recut it. Yeah. Yeah. So... Wow. That's wild. Yeah. That's... Yeah. <laughs> Don't even know what to say after that. Yeah. That's so that's a new one, but you know, I think that one we uh we put up some um fake security cameras. That's and, all it takes. And that solved it. No more issues. That's what I did. Just yeah, a little blinking camera. Yep. In the back and then there's they, they come with all those signs. Yeah. That say like yeah. there's a camera on site. Yeah. They don't have they And don't I didn't have any more break ins. Yeah. So Dang. um the buyers asked for it to be like, What's the code to these security camera monitoring system? And we were like, Yeah, those are fake cameras. Like, yeah. <laughs> Let's get to know. Them off. But you all that to them. say, I would I would even say that area is not per se even like um, you know, I don't think it's an issue. But all that to say is, like, I think if the property's occupied, mm-hmm. it's it's a relatively safe area. But I think I agree. The, the unoccupied stuff is is the stuff. That oh kinda, yeah, kind of. How'd you how'd you find that house? It was from a client. Really? So yeah. So they were talking about selling it, and I was like, "What if I bought it?" And I made him an offer, and um, and it worked out. That's so, awesome. Retrospect, uh, you know, I've probably. I feel like either I should have taken it to market or wholesaled it to someone else. Probably, like I feel like I probably it. could have sold it for thirty, yeah, and gotten out of it and made more money. So, yeah. lessons learned. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I don't think I trade it, you know, but 
Um, so anyway. Yeah, I think one thing that, you know, you said you wanted it to be like a kind of a higher end flip and really done nicely, which I would say you did. Mm -hmm. Um, I would agree. I mean, it definitely attracted, I think, a, um, a really great buyer in a pretty quick amount of time. And, uh, I mean, the actual listing went well because of the way one, you did a lot of things, you did things right on the renovation, but towards the end, you used kind of like your design eye and your skills in that area to really make the listing um, stand out, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was interesting because as we approached listing date and things were kind of wrapping up after a full year of... Uh, <laughs> a full year. Oh. <laughs> um. I, I, I toured all the properties, maybe not all, but I toured several properties that were pretty in line with my sale. Yeah. And I was just like, what is the level of, you know, finishes they're using? How do things feel as you walk them? And every single one of them I could pick apart mm-hmm. um, and just find multiple issues. And it's not to say that my property still didn't have those issues, but... Um, when you have that attention to detail, mm-hmm. it really helps a listing like sing. Mm-hmm. And we did everything like we staged it. A lot mm-hmm. of the properties were not staged, um, which I think is really huge. Um, there is just simple landscaping stuff, like making sure the landscaping was kept up, you know, properly and doing some landscaping ahead of time. You know, places that didn't look so good, you grab a bale of pine straw mm-hmm. and you throw it over the, the areas where there's grass still growing because, you know, yeah. you know, it's, it's just everything you can do to try to negate the objections mm-hmm. that people typically walk a property and say, oop, I don't like this or this looks weird or, you know, um, I'm really big into the flow mm-hmm. of a house and everything you can do to help the flow of the house, which is minimize you know, stage, but don't have too much furniture. Mm-hmm. So even if you're living in it, you got to pull out some of the furniture because people want to need to walk and feel like there's space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so I feel like too, and, and maybe you can talk a little bit more about it. The flips that you have done and the amount of time you've been in real estate and the amount of real estate you've seen, but mostly focusing on this flip right now is I think there's a lot you can take from that to not just help yourself, but help clients who work with you, you know? And I feel like, as you said, it's the small details. It's the crown molding that you pick from Home Depot. Is it the 89 cent one or is it the dollar twenty one? Right. Makes a big difference in the staging also helps. Do you think there's more to it than that, that your experience with flips helps with other clients that you work with? Yeah, I would say it. I mean, every little bit of, you know, life experiences informs the next. Of course. And, you know, I'm personally invested in these opportunities, same as your flips. Yeah. You're personally invested. I mean, I've seen you out on your flips, like poison ivy, like dialing it in because you know at the end of the day, you're personally invested in it. And then when you take on a client's listing, you also are like, how can I look through that lens of being personally invested and find those details? And so 
you know, I've worked with clients who do other flips themselves. I've worked with clients who are also just listing their retail um, purchase, but I walk the properties. I look at comps everywhere else and I say, how can we be the best? Mm-hmm. How can we put, put ourselves in the position where we're the best? And then we walk it and we say, let's fix this. Let's do this. Let's stage this. Let's do this to try to elevate us to be the number one option in the neighborhood. Yeah. So I was just thinking about this. How hard was it for you in this case to walk the talk? Like you did all the things that we tell clients, you know, you should consider you should do landscaping, little things, get everything painted properly, staging, but all that stuff costs money and you were in the middle of a project that was (laughs) that's lost two water haters. And you had to be like you had to be like, we've gotta still spend the money and get this listing where it needs to be because it matters and it'll work. You had to walk the talk. No man. I've never thought of that. That's a really good perspective. Um a hundred percent. I'm looking at the bottom dollar and there's a lot of times where I could, you know, not put in the extra time. Mm-hmm. Not put the extra money in. I mean, staging alone was like two thousand dollars. Yeah, and I'm bleeding money and not sure if I'll recoup it mm-hmm. at this point. Like it is, like a huge portion of our extra cash flow is sitting in this property. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was, it was tough, but I also know that halfway done products are never are not going to give you a halfway you know, investment back, they're going to give you a quarter investment mm-hmm, back. Mm-hmm, you know, if, yep. you, if you give 75, you're going to get 65 back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you give a hundred percent, you'll get 110% back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And so I just had to really align myself with those values mm-hmm. and write that $2,000 check for staging and go back over there and make sure that the property was mowed. I mean, I mowed the property myself because at the time, I had a little extra time, but not a lot of extra money. Yeah. yeah. And it just needed to be done. And I was like, I'll go over there afternoon. Probably not the best use of my time, but in the moment is what I had to do. Yeah. Um, and so, but yeah, I mean, it challenged me in a lot of ways. I, it's funny, like, as we're rehearsing it, I feel like, I feel all the emotions of like the victory of finally getting it sold, but also like, I mean, it broke me down. Like, oh, it I was, can imagine. it was tough. Yeah. Well, I think it's good when you can actually walk the walk. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that get in this business just because they want something to do on the side and they know somebody that is looking for a house and, okay, perfect, I do a couple, I'm good. But those, nothing against those people because everybody's got to make a living. But real estate is something that if you do it day in and day out like we do for our own properties, for ourselves, it translates very well into helping other people do it as well. Yeah, because we are putting the walk in the walk, and as somebody that does, I don't know, a couple houses a year for friends or something like that, probably won't tell them, "Hey guys, we need to really clean this house up before we yeah. list it," or we need to maybe even think about getting y'all moved out of here with your 1970s furniture, spending five grand, four grand on paint, and and on paint and staging and stage it, it yeah. and then get it ready, and they just won't tell them that, and it's kind of a disservice to. First off, their clients, yeah. but also the industry as a whole because that stuff sits out there for, for forever and it makes us look bad even though we weren't involved in it yeah. whatsoever. There's another agent I know that um, you know has done that for several of his clients as well. 
so it's, it's, it's proven. It's proven. It helps. It, it's and a fact. He's gotten multiple offers on weekends, and he listens to this podcast. So you know, he he's he's taken our advice, probably. <laughs> yeah, hundred yeah. percent took our advice. <laughs> yes. No, but I mean, he's doing it too. So it yeah. is there. There are agents, great agents, not just us. There are great agents out there, Correct. but they are not. They are. Not just a diamond dozen, like there. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta find them. You so. gotta really find them. I think it's Go extra ahead. valuable in this market to do that. Yeah, to be able to do that too. Yeah, because only the really the, the very best listings sell like they should. Correct. At list price and quickly. So, knowing how to create that best listing, it is helps really important now. Mm-hmm. More yeah. than two years ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're fighting, you're fighting a lot of market. Yeah. Morgan stuff. So, yeah. um, and I think too, why we wanted to do this as a deal breakdown is, you know, we are all investors, but we don't ever want to portray that every single, um, thing we do is a win. Oh yeah. You know, I think this, this one was a win from a learning standpoint, mm-hmm. but on the flip side, financially, definitely at a negative sum on time and energy and money. Um, but at the end of the day, if you're going to take risk, mm-hmm. if you're going to try um, something new, you got to be okay with what a lot of people would consider as a failure. Yeah. <laughs> and realize that not every risk will bring back the same returns. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like I heard it, there was um, there was an Olympian who had a coach and the coach said that basically if you are not giving me a hundred percent and you have more the next day, then you, then you haven't trained hard enough basically. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's this thing of where we have to push ourselves right to the edge of risk, you know, Mm -hmm. to ultimately find the biggest opportunities that we are capable of. Yeah. You know, um, and so I pushed it. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you got to teeter on that cliff. <laughs> and I found yeah. some weaknesses in some of the ways I did things. And mm. the next flip I do, I have learned from it. Mm-hmm. And I won't repeat those mistakes. So, three biggest lessons learned from this property. I mean, I appreciate that question. I think we you should each take one because there's, there's, uh, we've all done flips. <laughs> we've all, we've okay, all, done, so or I each, guess from this property specifically. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Just from this, okay. this deal that we've been going through. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you were gonna say the three <clears throat> lessons that you learned, or just three mistakes that you won't make again. Yeah, you know, besides buying water heaters and yeah. sleeping them on the property. I've I already learned one. <clears throat> From you just telling me this, yeah, fake security cameras. Yeah, I'm gonna probably go get some and put them on every one of my can't hurt flips. I mean, it's like I mean, twenty bucks on Amazon. Boom! Like if you're listening to this podcast right now, go get the some. guy here at the podcast learned something on the podcast. <laughs> so hopefully, the y'all podcast can. is teaching the podcast. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> um, okay, so three lessons. I would say number one, the project itself got off to a slow start because of a lack of attention mm. and under assuming the scope of the project and the vastness of it Mm -hmm. and so we were six months in things were lagging before me and the gc you know had a meeting and we're like this is getting out of hand we really gotta we gotta fix these issues Mm because they keep happening 
Um, and so if I had, if I was on point day one, I think this would have still taken longer because obviously there was some things we did not know about the property that needed to be fixed. That takes time. Mm-hmm. But I think we would have still kept it in a four month timeline. Um, so that would be number one is just kind of letting the attention, you know, I had a lot of balls juggling a lot of balls and stuff. Yeah. Um, number two, I think would be just due diligence. There were a few things missed in due diligence that we, I could have gotten, you know, picked up Mm -hmm. and they kind of bit us, bit us in the butt on the, on the back end. Um, and then I would say number three is, you know, I really learned a lot about navigating difficult situations with um, someone I knew pretty well. Mm-hmm. You know, the GC I knew pretty well. We definitely had a lot of moments of tension, but I think we both navigated it really well. And a lot of people say, I don't do business with friends. And I think I learned how to do business with friends, but also do it the right way and mm-hmm. to navigate that better because. I think your network ultimately still kind of there's friendships involved, right? We all know each other. That is your network, yeah. right? So if you say I'm not going to do business with friends, I, uh, I only trouble. do business with you're friends. in trouble. I, I only do business with strangers. Yeah, yeah. Like, and I and I understand there's there's some level of that, but but at the end of the day, we do business with our network, right? Yeah. And those people we know either semi well or pretty well. And so we have to learn how to navigate that. And I think it's actually a good thing if you can have honest conversations, Mm -hmm. if you can, you know, so even friends who hire me as a realtor, like we have to have some upfront conversations of like this part of our relationship is business and this is how it's going to go. And it doesn't affect the friendship side of our relationship. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, And this is how we're going to operate so that, it can go well. Mm-hmm. So I learned a lot about it because it was definitely a difficult situation, but I think it, it turned out okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Still here. I'm still here. He's still there. So <laughs> Came through the other side. Yeah. There's, there's, I probably could, yeah, do a debrief. Actually, that is an interesting thing from Greg's thing. I probably should do a debrief on, oh, yeah. on Eastlake. I haven't yeah. written a college essay in a while, though. I avoid them. <laughs> I avoided them even Well, then. that's what we're doing here. This is the debrief. <laughs> this oh, is yeah. the debrief. You're welcome. We don't have to we write just it do down. it on a podcast, Greg. Is Perfect. Just, yeah, just get the transcript of this. Yeah. Put it in a binder. Put it in a binder. But yeah, yeah. That's a good move. That's a good move. Would you do it again? Man, that is a great question. Would I do this flip again? Um, I think in the middle of it, I'd say no. I think knowing what I know now and the pain is, it's all kind of done, the property sold, it's all wrapped up in a pretty bubble, and I have the value of the lessons versus the value in my bank account, yes, I would do it again. Yeah. Uh, Even um, through the struggles. Even through the struggles, because I think I can take those lessons and make ten times the amount of money. So that's good. Yeah. That's good to know. I think that's a good perspective and accurate. Yeah. In the middle of it, though, <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah. H no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you got it so cheap. I mean, you almost couldn't go wrong. And it did almost. <laughs> Imagine if you paid fifty for it. And you, oh yeah, I I mean it would have been horrible. You did pretty much, even though the market changed significantly. You did pretty much sell it for what you 
thought you were going to sell it for. Yeah, I sold it on the low end. Yeah. Um, of that, and yeah. and I think what really started to turn the tide was the extra scope of work, and then the holding costs. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what was projected originally four months of holding costs, um, you know, insurance, water, you know, the financing costs, those will chew you alive when you're you know, projected to do four months and you're into it for 12. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's kind of where all those extra margins and like, Hey, we're going to make a pretty good bit of money on this. Mm -hmm. This did a flip side to that. And we may do this other deal breakdown, um, down the road, but I did another flip during that time and did make, you know, more money. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of step back from the whole thing in general. It's like, are you going to swear off flipping? Yeah. And it's like, one you lost on, one you won on. Let's keep going. Yeah. You yeah. know, you, Jordan, have won on every single one of your flips. Slightly. So. <laughs> slightly. I guess you had that one with the foundation stuff. You yeah, that one was back. a bummer, but I still made money. You still made like money, but not money. as much. Not, not near as much as I could have. No. Right. And I would still probably go back and do that one again. Yeah. As well, same thing. Even though there was a lot of, my God, why are we doing this? This is a nightmare. This is. Yeah, <laughs> everything's the the roof has fallen in. This is terrible. Would go back. Yeah, poison it. ivy. Yeah, bro, you came in. <laughs> My eyes already started your to swell eye, up again. <laughs> your eye was like literally. It was covered. Bad. I don't think it's going to get that bad. Yeah. I but should never be allergic it. to this, and you, yeah. now I'm new new di- due diligence <laughs> item for Jordan's yeah. flips. Poison oak, poison I'm ivy. <laughs> poison oak or poison ivy. I'm done. I'm not doing it. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, well, hopefully this is helpful. Um, to all those out there interested in how deals work, yeah, not all wins, not no. all wins, definitely not. No, the numbers 20k in 110 flip holding costs. I think I made two thousand dollars. That's the hard facts, yeah. Well, and that best one, I didn't make, make much more than that, so we're yeah. pretty close. It's better yeah. than a sharp stick in the eye, yeah. <laughs> you know, I never, a, I've never looked at it like that. Perspective. <laughs> yeah, it's better than getting shot at or something. Yeah. I, I guess you're right. Yeah. yeah, when you put it that way, Rob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Only cost you three water heaters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, if you're listening and you have those water heaters, four. yeah. If you're listening, I hope they're working great. <laughs> That's awesome. We want them back. Yeah, yeah we want them back. <laughs> we appreciate the time, guys. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, someone got something out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank y'all. Take it easy. <laughs>